Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Go back to the doll queue Please don't tell Pete from the pub Because he'll judge me But I don't mind I've been paying my taxes 
some time I'm not central, not essential I've never worked for the NHS Yeah, I've clapped hands and I beat pants Put away the kitchen utensils now Don't let your P45 give you chills Because we need jobs, we need 101 part-time jobs All right, you're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs with me, Giles Bidder. It's the podcast for bands and artists tell me how they've survived in an industry. Sorry, that's such a gross word, isn't it? But I don't think there's any other word for it. Industry, a music industry that's so damn hard to navigate. Today's guest is a perfect person to speak to, not just because he's been doing it for years, but I can't think of many other artists who have built so much of what they do, collaborating, finding an audience, finding their tribe online. In this case, with Goth Boy Click and before that, Tiger's Jaw. Adam McElwee was an early adopter of Tumblr and the platform that it gave to sharing artwork and lyrics and music, that early desire to find out about exciting and interesting stuff, as well as communicate himself through his own art and music on there. He seems to have carried that spirit for over a decade now as Wickerface Springs Eternal. His self-titled new album is coming out on the 2nd of June on Run For Cover. He tells me a little bit about how that's going to sound on this episode. And yeah, I think I made a new friend here. I really like him. I find it intriguing the places that his, that his music goes to. And I'm inspired. That's it. I'm going to say it. I'm inspired by his desire to, to reach out and go, go a step further and have a vision and fucking send it. You know, I appreciate people who can send it. I feel like Wickerface Springs Eternal sends it. Cheers for listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs, supported by 2000 Trees, a great festival here in the UK. It's in Cheltenham, just a few hours away from London on the train. And there's always some great indie rock, punk, hardcore, bit of metal. And this year, it's no different. Soft Play, formerly known as Slaves, Bullet for My Valentine and Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes are headlining, and then it's a Stacks lineup. Rival Schools, Joyce Manor, Crows, Microwave, The Bronx, Martha, High Viz, The Chisel, Chubby and the Gang, loads of ace bands at 2000 Trees this year. If you want to go, but you haven't got your ticket yet, and you want to camp out in the countryside from a Wednesday to a Saturday this July and see some amazing bands while you're at it, Head to 2000trees.co.uk. With the voucher code 101POD, you can get 20 quid straight off that ticket. Think about what that could buy you. A can of beans, some cigarettes, a couple of lager beers. That's all you need at a festival, isn't it? 2000trees.co.uk, voucher code 101POD. All right, you're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs with me, Giles Bidder. Here's Wickerface Springs Eternal. Was it true that you worked at Chili's? No. As in the, the office Chili's? No. Okay, damn. All that right. Is, that is not true. <laughs> Would you have if you got offered? No, I don't think so. I'm not. I, I never had uh, any. I didn't trust myself to work in any sort of restaurant setting. I did briefly. Uh, not in a restaurant, but in, for like a, a catering type. It was like a yeah. event space type thing where... Um, occasionally I would be pulled into the kitchen just to serve food or something like that. But, um, but no, I never worked at Chili. <laughs> I don't know if I read that or, or made it up. I mean, I have no idea. 
the, the, you know, this time, like quite a lot of time has elapsed between, you know, the last season and last episodes of US Office. What it, yes. it, is it sort of, is it, do people talk about it in Scranton? Do people look down upon it when someone mentions it? What's the vibe? Oh, people love it. Um, there's not much going on in Scranton and it's not, uh, um, it doesn't come up in cultural conversation much. So for that show, um, to take place here and to be so successful of a show. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, uh, yeah, it's it, 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 it's so popular. Um, it, and yeah, uh, people love it. Now I loved the British one before they made the American one in, in high school. I had a friend, uh, who had an older brother who was into it. So he gave us the DVDs. And then when they announced that the American one, uh, was happening, I was pretty excited. And then when they announced that it was, it was taking place in Scranton, I was, my, my mind was kind of blown and also being familiar with, with um, just the overall, you know, uh, atmosphere of the British office. I thought it, it made a lot of sense and they did a good job picking the, the city there. Slough is mm-hmm. fucking, I mean, the, the town that I grew up in, like a nice small town adjacent to this commuter town called Watford. Slough is a few towns over and it is just fucking, it's bleak, man. It's bleak. Really? Yeah. Yeah. When, Same here. When you were working, you know, full time doing Tiger's Jaw out of school, where was your head at? I mean, now, you know, we're at an age, right, that you can probably reflect on that quite well. Where was your mentality at? Was it... Was it like, yeah, I believe in this music. I believe in what we're doing. You know, how kind of hard-headed were you about pursuing that stuff? Uh, well, I didn't believe in it enough to stick with it. But well, that was after a couple of years, right? That's true. It was. Here's here's where I was at. Um, I was working right out of college. I got. I was working in office jobs. I was doing marketing, um, social media, digital marketing, content writing um for a college here in scranton right Mm -hmm. and then um meanwhile everyone else in tiger's show was still in school or finishing up school so our schedule wasn't really that crazy um we would tour twice a year once during winter break and and once during the summer and that was really manageable while also keeping an office job yeah um also no one else in my office was was in a band or anything like that or couldn't fathom touring so it was really easy for me to present tours as like hey we got this major opportunity right i have to go on tour knowing full well that it was just another tour right yeah and but but that that in and of itself was enough to get my bosses to sign off on it and everything like that you know and uh and my plan was just like i liked that i liked uh, i liked the the you know, maybe a month of touring out of the year, uh, that was just agreeable to me. And then playing shows on the weekend. Now, when everyone graduated college and, uh, and it was kind of time to make a a decision as to what we were going to do, uh, my head was all over the place because I was also doing wicker phase at the time. Um, I was making good money at my office job. Um, and, I just didn't know, you know, I, I think I needed a little bit more time. This is a constant problem in my life where I, I always need a little bit longer. I always think I need a little bit longer than I actually do to, to commit to something or make a decision. So it, it still felt too soon for me to go full time with touring or, 
or full time with with music. This was back in 2013. You know, it wasn't until 2017, 2018 that I that I went full time with it. So right. my he- my head was a mess there. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I hope you don't mind me asking about those days. I mean, Tiger's Jaw Not at all. is, a, you know, <clears throat> it's such a respectable band. You know, the the records are brilliant. Your voice is fantastic. You know, there's there's magic there. Thank you. Thank no, you. I don't mind. I don't mind at all. Uh, it's a uh, big part of my life. Totally. I, I mean, make that's that's funny. So you go. So there's quite a few years between 2013 and 2017. I mean, hey, a day's long for me you know like a week's really a week's pretty long you know did how did you you know again it's like a bit of maybe a bit of time for reflection but like how did you like grow into it and what you know and and did you could you see could you see that kind of vision that thinking that that kind of artist direction of wicker phase could you see it sort of paving its way ahead of you uh yes but again not as a full-time thing uh it was um here's uh, uh i mean i left so i left tiger's show in 2013 and then i was like well i definitely need more time if i'm going to do anything with music fully fully commit to this i still need more time to develop it because now all i have is wikifaze which um is that was, scary oh, uh not when i had a net not when i had the net of a of a day job Right. Uh, and, and an office job because at any point I was like, well, I always have this, you know, and I'm as long as I'm still doing this, um, it's not it's not what I want to be doing. Uh, if I had my choice, you know, I, yeah, of course, I'd be doing music full time, but I I'm a pretty um, financially conservative person. So I hey. I wasn't and, and I saw how a lot of my friends were um we're living trying to make music work as a full-time thing and i would look at them and be like you know that does not agree with me be mm-hmm. it living in la in a in a storage unit or or living with 12 other people in a in a house in philadelphia or something like that none of that was agreeable to me i liked my my comforts and that's and interesting like that's that. really refreshing to hear uh, you know looking at black flag and that byo video, um that documentary with um social d social social distortion forget the name of that film it's like that bouncing souls the 15 years of you know i think most people are gonna watch that and be like yeah live with 15, right. 15 other people live in a van together so it's quite refreshing to hear that nah it's not my, not my thing no it couldn't be me it couldn't be me so i was um here's what i was doing i mean i was i was working full-time i um went to uh I went to, um, I got a job offer at a startup um, from from the office, the college that I was working at. You know, another company approached me. Hmm. Uh, they were making apps or something like that, right? They needed a social media person, small company. Right. Um, that did not last. That that went under after about a year. Um, meanwhile, I'm still just making music. This would have been around the same time, 2014, 2015, just making music on the side hanging out on Tumblr, um, trying to figure out what, you know, what I want to do with Wikiphase, how to, how to, um, just how to make it like a tight thing, um, because it was all over the place. You know, I was just kind of grabbing ideas from the ether, um, while, you know, for a couple hours a night, right. Mm -hmm. After I got home from work. Um, 
worked a couple part-time jobs after that company went under, went back to the college that I was working at, like to, to work there, went back into their marketing department and worked. And it wasn't until 2017, um, I did a tour with, with Lil Peep and, uh, and the, the response was so good. Um, you know, it was the first, aside from the tour that I did with where Tom May was tour managing, this was the first, you know, real tour I went. And right. it was the, uh, the, the most professional tour that I had been on. First you tour on a bus. bus. Yeah, everything like that. So it wasn't until then, uh, during that tour where I was like, wait a minute. Like I can actually, if I do this a little bit more often, I can potentially make more money doing this um i mean the huge thing about lil peep and that crew and those gigs is that immediately you saw that people were responding to the music and not just yes. like one or two it was like a party like that was it it's like a party that sounds cliche but it's it's real it's like your party that everyone's invited to it felt very accessible did did you not sort of feel in the in the years leading up to that you recognized whether online or maybe videos, people are filming stuff on YouTube and posting it by this point. Did you not think, actually, there's quite a lot of people out here that, that want this? No, I did not think that. You're, you, what you just said is exactly how I felt. I did not feel that. I didn't think it was tangible enough. The internet, um, it's hard for me to visualize. You know, Even if there's a couple thousand people listening to a song, it's hard for me to visualize that and, and, and see how that would translate to real life yeah. touring merch etc yeah um and up until that point it kind of felt like an uphill battle where i always felt like um you know like the oddball act booked on a show because i, I didn't have a ton of friends who were making this kind of music goth boy click was so scattered throughout the the states so i'd be booked on shows that you know tiger's show would have been playing eight years before and i would just be like the weird dude who had his new electronic side project or whatever, right? And it always felt like an uphill battle up until that that tour with Pete, honestly. Aren't you always so scared? Playing gigs for 50 quid. You don't need someone telling you what to do. You just want to keep up the vibe. have a few people i mean you know tell me were they friends or they partners or family who were pushing you to do the wicker phase thing i had a manager at the time um who uh who was like you know this i mean i did have a i did have a a, a local circle of friends too you know um uh my friend matt matt wren who just you know has been booking shows in this area for for years um he was always kind of pushing me to to do stuff. He was the first person to to press a, a Wickerface vinyl. Right. Uh, he did the first pressing Secret Boy. Um, cool. And uh, Doves, your and, producer. Yeah, I had him, but even that didn't feel tangible either. Even though I had met him, I I had only been to L.A. once or twice. That's where most of the Goth Boy Click people were at the time. Mm. Um, it just felt too far and too remote and too nebulous for me to to grasp it um 
you know, I really needed, I needed that tour to, to push me and I needed, I needed a manager to gas me up and, and, you know, that, that was really important for me. I wonder if that's a big part of, of making art is like having someone that's like, fucking do it, do it. I think so. How do you how do you encourage someone to do with that? Because sometimes it can go the other way, right? So sometimes it, you flip to the other side of the coin where someone's encouraging you, and it you kind of maybe the pressure can bottle you a little bit. Yeah, um, you know I've been there too. Uh, I don't know. You know, ooh, I don't know. That, yeah. That's a tough one. Sometimes I'm that person with doves where I'm like, do it, like just do it, <laughs> commit. You know, like people love you, and you're you could you could sell so much merch you can you know you can tour you could do whatever just do it and at the same time while i'm telling him that i'm like if i was in his position 10 years ago or however many years ago i would not want to be hearing this and i would have no faith in the person telling me this so i understand it have you you know uh, do you think you're well it's two-part question really but like a sort of you know do you think you're going to be a lifer from this this you know here on out making music putting yourself into the music and second of all you know have you have you developed your kind of routine have you identified the things that make you feel good the things that make you want to write you know the things that inspire you have you been able to to jump on that wagon i suppose yes and yes i my that's my primary goal now is being a lifer um and never never having to to go back to working like a regular job that's my that's my goal in life um and that's my goal with music so everything that's the top down directive and then everything else kind of follows that now with the caveat that um you know i'm not going to do anything that it takes to to be a lifer you know i still have to stay true to myself and 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 i still have to enjoy what i want to be doing um do you think that's harder in hard in 2023 i mean we talked before we start press record we talked about your twitch i mean that's i I see that as a great way to connect fans you can see how maybe that's a scary thing to jump into like tiktok is that the kind of thing that you're you're talking about about you know wanting to stay within your realm but also do what you can to build this infrastructure around you yeah um it, it is as long as i can find a way to um you know, we talked about TikTok or whatever, right? And that, you know, I, I'm the same way as you. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it. Right. But then, you know, the more, and I felt the same way about Twitch too. And then it's like, well, you know, it is part of, if I do want to do this and I do want to be serious, following, you know, the, the cultural curve is important because we're in, I'm in entertainment and whatever, right. At the, the highest level. Um, so I think as long as I can find a way to be myself within these different mediums, it's fine. Totally. Um, and I think you can. I actually think that thank you. it's, it's carte I don't blanche. know if you meant me. I don't no, know if you meant me personally. Both, mate, both of us. Because if you can, you can make, if you could put your personality in it, even saying put your personality into, into it, that's so dry, isn't it? But if you can have, for me, I've been posting to TikTok little clips of my life and going to my favorite coffee shop and going for meetings and my cat you know and if I can make myself laugh that's my job done and actually Mm. you know it took me 30 seconds to do 30 seconds to edit you know if you can find your space and and like have fun with it um you know I often think like writing music or you know doing a podcast or writing a book or you know coming up with a game you know if you can taste 
you get that taste right you like that that taste of this is me mm-hmm. this is me if you yeah. can follow that if you can fi- if you can bring that into something then then there's no there's nothing else there's no other conversation about it right exactly and and it's a a crazy feeling to um okay like with twitch for example at first i was like I'm all right. I'll do it. I'll give it a shot. Um, at the same, <laughs> can you hear that? Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, I don't hear it anymore. But yeah. uh, but yeah, with Twitch at first, it was like, all right, I'll do it, and I'll do it my way, right? And then it became a thing where I'm like, wait, there's uh, maybe I'm not the best at this. Maybe this isn't how Twitch envisioned its users or its musicians interacting with people on the platform, but. I'm seeing results from it, and that just motivates me more to to do it. And when you see results, be it increased merch sales or or whatever, you know, um, it's like, it, it, you know, it's more motivation to do it, and and it feels good. It feels like your hard work paid off. For real, I get that. I mean, one of the things that I kind of put on a level is that is say if you're coming up with a new idea for a startup or I don't know item of merch, you don't have to be the you know, it doesn't have to be the most like crazy new groundbreaking idea if you get something that's you um you know there's there's can be magic in that you know there's Mm -hmm. and almost like you know you start scratching at a surface and you go deeper and deeper and deeper um you know is that what it's like with your music writing as well is that you so you've got this patch of ground and maybe it kind of seems small for at the beginning but you keep you zoom in zoom in zoom in keep on digging keep on finding the sound yeah, it's exactly that. It it really is. And it's um, you know, especially with this new album that I have coming out, like yeah. the goal of it was to um be like, okay, I have the baseline of what a, a Wickerface album looks like. I you know, there's there's sort of a an expectation from people, uh, you know, what what a what a phase album might look like. How can I how can I both zoom in and and go deeper and you know whatever and at the same time how can i um expand this you know the world of wikipedia's i guess and 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 that sort of world building and um and and brand building at the same time from a, a marketing standpoint uh, it, uh you know create allows you to do something different while at the same time um you know honing your craft even even more that's how i felt at least well man i think you've achieved that because i'm looking at the cover now and it's fucking great i can't help but smile but also there's mystery and it's kind of like game of thrones goes fucking extras with ricky gervais like you know there's like emotion there's like you can see your face so clearly lit like your your facial expression like i'm not an artist i didn't study school at art i'm not used to talking about the expressions of stuff on on a, in a picture, but dude, it's fucking, it's great. Are you like, I'm in, I'm enjoying it. Does it make you laugh? Does it? Can you do you enjoy it now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. We had such a, a hard time locking down art for this album, and uh, and this was like the fourth or fifth attempt. We uh, we were trying like different graphics and stuff like that, uh, like gra- more graphicy work rather than than. Uh, photographs and uh and then i went horseback riding um with my fiance in uh hey. uh january congratulations it was a present. thank you thank you yeah it was a christmas present and 
uh, and then I posted some Polaroids from it on Instagram and, and run for cover was like, that's the photo. Why don't we just, <laughs> why don't we just like hire like a professional photographer yeah. and send you back out there? And that's what it was. And it was, you know, and it kind of made sense because, uh, a lot of the record is, uh, well, during the writing of the record, I was playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2. I was watching a lot of Yellowstone. Um, yeah, Yellowstone just, is great. Yeah, you like it? I, I don't know if it would, if it would translate the like, tv show out, yeah outside of the united states oh I yeah because it's like yeah. lord, it's like lord of the flies goes the oc yes yes like those are two things that i really like i really grew up watching i loved the oc you know and you know i just watched it for the first time uh a couple of months ago it's good stuff what did you do it in one blast how did you do it oh yeah oh yeah one blast yeah 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 it took uh, me about t- two months I mean, the storylines are funny. Quite often, I've been like on tour in Europe uh, or even places in London, like, you know, where people have built their lofts. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is like where Marissa's bad boy boyfriends was hanging out. I'm like, this yeah. is it. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's coming out on Run for Cover. You know, I talked earlier about, or you, you sort of mentioned earlier, like expectations. There's always going to be expectations once you've done something of note, right? I mean, it, doing stuff on run for cover i mean they've been putting out some really cool interesting lo-fi folk stuff they've been you know going a bit broader with their releases the last five years um i mean it totally makes sense i mean i i don't know if i'm gonna sound like a disc dick asking you this but i mean there's always gonna be the thing where people mention your old band like is Mm -hmm. that is i mean what's the deal with that how do you feel about that what can i do like it's I can't pretend it didn't happen. I can't pretend I wasn't in it. And I mean, why would I? You know, sometimes I um, I always go through phases when I listen to old music where, where you have that initial, like, you know, you put, you put it out. And then after a couple months, you're like, uh, like, I'm ready. I'm so ready for something new to come out or whatever, right? That sucks. And then that, that goes on for a couple of years where I'm like, it's trash. And then it's normally at about like the seven or eight year point where I'm like, actually, that's kind of good. Right. And sometimes I listen to Tiger's show now and I'm like, you know, some of this stuff wasn't so bad. Like, uh, (laughs) I don't know, but no, I mean, it's fine. And and I think all I can do is, um, it's just more motivation to, to make better Wikiphase records. So you, you, people have no choice but to talk about Wikiphase rather than Tiger's show, you know, right. and I'm not competing with them. I'm not competing. I'm just competing with myself in my own discography as a, as a, you know, as Adam. Yeah. And you know, you wonder people playing in bands or artists in their forties, fifties, older, there's always going to be ups and downs, ebbs and flows of a career. So it's probably not even a different band thing, right? It's always going to be a, you know, trying to match what you've, done you know do you know what i mean you're always there's always going to be that element it's human nature it's part mm-hmm. of the condition to to do that right yeah definitely definitely i was in a band that did some shows with tiger's jaw after you left and we released a few records on a great label in england and that's how we know menzingers and and all that oh, okay. they they stayed around our friends houses and stuff and i had a moment the other day that our, our friend stag do was on and we went on a boat and i wrote this song one of the sort of solo songs of the first record was about a similar barge trip that we did earlier. And he was singing it to me and I just kind of wanted, I feel really bad saying it, you know, I told him afterwards, but I just kind of wanted to crawl up inside of myself. And I, cause I couldn't enjoy the moment. But then here I am with one of my best friends 
<laughs> shouting these lyrics that I wrote. Like, I'm not like the popular one in my crew. Do you know what I mean? I'm like the butt of the joke. So okay. for that to happen is amazing. But still, because that band didn't end so well, you know, it's like, it's a constant, you know, I'm working it out. And it's, I'm probably sort of six years after the fact now. But yeah, it's an interesting thing, right? It's a, there's a lot of, a lot of dynamics in that. Yeah, I'm still working out some stuff with Tiger Shaw. There's times when I, uh, I'll be talking to someone, I'll be talking to you, and then I'll like think about my time with Tiger Shaw and realize why I behaved a certain way or why you know what something new that I liked about it or something new that didn't work for me. You know, almost ten years now. It is ten years after the fact. It would be ten years last month that I left, um, oh. and it's not like revisionist history or anything like that it's just like uh you know i just didn't realize it then and now that i'm i'm 10 years older i i realize it now and i'm able to you know i have more life context and stuff like that isn't that the deal you know the deal we make from ourselves just from being here is to grow is to you know recognize things and and know that we're like we're all grown upwards you know that's pretty that's a pretty hard thing to do you know if you write a book if, if in your early 20s and you say whatever or there's a storyline in or whatever you know it, you've, you've, you've got to face forward right and and acknowledging that i think that's very powerful i've learned that in my relationship with my girlfriend that like talking and really like not hiding away from that stuff is it's got to be the best way to deal with it right oh yeah i think so i also think that's a really um hard thing for listen it made sense to us um but i think that's that's not like a a super um sexy idea to like young people right and like i now no, i sound old but uh you know no one wants to hear that people want people want instant success they want overnight success they they want to hear about prodigies and they want to hear about uh, geniuses right and 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 no one really wants to hear about about a slow uphill, you know, yeah. uh, uh, you yeah. know, the understanding struggle, of the life real, and the real the struggle and right and the the you know the getting better, the improving. No one wants to hear about that. People, you know, whatever. And that's something that I I wrestle with all the time. Where I'm I'm like, am I already fighting an uphill battle by releasing so many records and like putting record putting you know recording songs when i was 16 because i you know did i already blow my my first chance but uh then i think uh no i didn't (laughs) i think a good sign for that is think about the decline or like basically the non-existence like the absolute fucking like explode like it doesn't print magazines don't exist anymore like celeb magazines don't exist anymore and i think those were the ones pushing the agenda of young sexy people on the front cover first album amazing you know like actually i think it's a bit more of a maybe it's the people maybe it's just you know my own experience and like now but i think the world is becoming a bit more of an album's place you know places like stereo gum and pitchfork those places are celebrating the journey of an artist yeah, that's a, a great point. And I, and I hope you're right. You know, I, 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 and I hope it stays that way. <laughs> Moving Without Movement, which is the, as the point of this chat, is the only track out from, from the album. It sounds awesome. I mean, it, it sounds like Neil Young. Does the, <laughs> uh, thank you. Does the whole album sound like that? No. Um, I wrote the album, the songs on the album in pairs, largely. And this was, the idea of the album was... Uh, 
uh, okay, so so Sufferon was was uh, quote unquote an, an emo rap album, right? We'll just call it what it is. Yeah. Um, and the point of, of this new album, going into writing this album, I just didn't want to do that, right? I, there will obviously naturally be some elements of that because that's part of the DNA of Wikifaze. And, um, and, and it's almost something I can't help, right? But in talking with Run For Cover about how to approach this album, uh, and, and I leaned on them a little bit more than I, than I had in the past because, I don't know, I just wanted it. I wanted them to be happy with it, right? So mm-hmm. at least I could be like, well, you know, I, <laughs> I took your advice and, yeah. and either it worked or it didn't. But um, so, so they were like, well, just, you know, make, uh, you know, ideally what you would do with this album is just, kind of show off your different types of songs you can write, explore different genres so that if something sticks or if you find something you really like, you have the groundwork on this album. And then in the 2026 album, 2027 album, you can explore that more. So I wrote every song in pairs um, to present myself with options. So, so there's moving without movement um, and another song on the record called Saturday night, which are like sister songs. They were just kind of written like, uh, either one or the other will go on the album. They ended up both making. And those the album. pairs would be a dark. similar sort of a similar angle. Yeah, like yeah, similar angle. Moving without movement and uh, and Saturday night are both kind of like uh, uh, I don't know. They they could be Tiger Shaw. There's a couple songs on this album that could be Tiger Shaw songs, but but there's that element. There's a, a you know a couple like very dark trap songs um, that that are just kind of uh you know maybe maybe a little bit of more of what you would expect from Wikiphase, but with a a, a darker edge and a more um progressive produ- production yeah. aspect um so no it, it not that it's all over the place because uh going into recording the album yes it was all over the place but working with Darcy Bayless and and Ben Greenberg you know leaning on them to tie everything together and make it cohesive was was really important and it was recorded as a album session it wasn't sort of home production stuff yes that's right it was uh you know i recorded i recorded demos of the songs uh where i did all the production myself i would send them to darcy bayless in australia who would present his own versions of the songs and then we would send both of our individual uh files to ben greenberg who made, you know, he would piece together his his favorite parts of mine and Darcy's versions of the songs uh, with with a, a you know a third demo of them, and then I went to the studio for for about a month and uh, and we, you know, kind of made it cohesive yeah. there with live instruments and and keeping the instrumentation pretty tight and stuff like nice. that. Nice. And how, did you meet Darcy yeah. and Ben in different points in your life? Yeah, I met Darcy. Um, Darcy was just one of those people that all my music friends kept talking about. Like Zubin and Fantasy Camp wouldn't stop talking about Darcy. So I, I, I listened to him and 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 really uh, loved his his music. And then I met him when he was living in Berlin. I was on tour with with Zubin. Um, met him there. We stayed in touch. Uh, and then he ended up producing uh, an, an EP that I did for Run for Cover. And, uh, and he's just good. And his, he's, um, I feel like he's a little bit more on the, on the pulse of pop culture and, and new cool underground music than I am. So, 
that's kind of why I went with him. He's that cool uh, friend who's into good stuff. Yes. Yeah, that's him, who's also incredibly talented, right? right? And uh, so that's why I went with Darcy. And then Ben Greenberg was just a... He was on a list of producers that Run For Cover sent me to, uh, you know, that might be like an executive producer of the album. Yeah. I, I wasn't really familiar with his work. Um, but then just talking to him and hearing about his idea, you know, how he heard the demos that we presented and and how, you know, he, it just seemed like we were on the same page. Plus, I really liked uh, what he was saying about how he records, which is not a lot of vocal takes. Uh and, uh, you know, most of the time spent in pre-production and thinking about the album as a whole rather than, uh, you know, getting perfect takes and whatever. Because uh, I need someone. I need someone to be deliberate about, to help me be deliberate about the sound of an album, the, the presentation of it, the aesthetics of it and everything like that. So so that's why we went with Ben. Nice. Nice. Well, thanks, Adam. This has been a lot of fun. I've hey, had a good chat. You. This has been cool. I had a great chat. I feel like I have a friend for life now. If you don't mind me saying that, thank you. Hell yeah, you do. No, you got a pl- you got a, you got a place in London. Thank you. you have- Southeast London, Deptford, <laughs> where Dire Straits are from, and Squeeze. Okay, cool. One hundred one part-time jobs. 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 Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. In between office jobs, in between office jobs, I worked as a, a valet at, uh, at that event space that I mentioned. Um, I was awful at finding the cars when it was time for people to leave. Um, so that did not last more than one night um, <laughs> where I'd be, you know, I'd be looking for a car, couldn't find it. And then the the chef would be coming out being like, dude, what are you doing? Like. Uh, so is that is that, that because great... is that a product of like it being a big car park a lot of people yeah that yeah that maybe you know me just not i'm not the most uh attentive person or anything like that so uh especially when it comes to stuff i don't really want to be doing in the first place yeah. you know the the only other thing i can think of is that i, I worked at a comic book store for years on and off years cool. um loved it and yeah. uh and and uh, uh my first attempt at working there i had a little bit of a trial period i've been going to this place since i was 12 and and when i was about 14 or 15 they needed a helper so they they tried me out and they they had me go to the post office and just it was so easy all i had to do was drop off the packages they were prepaid whatever drop them off get a get a a, a printed receipt and that was it and I did not get a printed receipt. Um, and, and this resulted in like massive shipping mess ups. Um, and, uh, and it was about another four years until they would consider me for, for a job. Again. That's funny. Uh, That's funny. Yeah. But like little things, you know, yeah. I was never, I'm not, you know, Do you know, I think it's actually I'm, tough. I'm, I'm not too messy. When things like that happen and you're new or young or whatever, 
Like, you can't put too much responsibility on that. And also, like, there's a margin. There is always a margin for error, is what I mean. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I need to be told. If I'm starting something, if I'm doing something new, I need to be told every element of it. Because otherwise, I'm going to leave something out. If I'm not specifically told to do it, I'm not going to do it. Because I wasn't told to do totally. it. Totally. And it's, it's like, if something, if something like a sticker, like a postage sticker, is pretty vital to the operation, you need to know that. <laughs> Someone yes. needs to be like, look, I'm not being a dick, but you got to fucking do this right, otherwise you're gonna fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> Last year, I worked at Times Radio and Talk Sport for the big Murdoch company, and I was I was doing the radio adverts and editing the bits between the radio segments. And quite often, I'd be like, <clears throat> I'd get the days wrong, so I'd be like, tomorrow we've got this famous person coming in, and the editor would come running and be like, Giles, you fucking got it wrong. It's next week, you dickhead. I'm like, ah. But were they live? No, but but it's like they, the, it'll be yeah, like adverts, okay. but they'd be very yeah. timely adverts, as in okay, like to I the hour yeah, adverts. Yeah. So, okay. but you know what? What can you do? Can't do anything. Adam, thank you so much. This has been this is ace. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. So there he was, Adam McKilvey from Wicker Face Springs Eternal. His new record, the self-titled record, is out 2nd of June. Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this and it's maybe your first time listening, please subscribe, please leave a review. All that stuff helps, helps me get to the cream. You know, cheers for spending the last 45 minutes, best part of an hour with me and Adam. Really appreciate it. I love doing this. It gives me some sort of purpose in life. And and when that stuff comes knocking, you can't look a prize horse in the mouth. You know what I'm saying? See you later on this week with a new episode. This time it will be with Sam Fryer from the incredible band Gently Tender. Sam used to be in Palmer Violets and Gently Tender now is just a really, really great sound. Their album Take Hold of Your Promise is out now. Yeah, go and listen to it for some great soothing indie rock sweeping sounds. Thanks to Jason Cavalier for that intro tune and also this instrumental of Waitress in the Sky by Replacements Beneath This. I'll leave you with some Coxbarra. Shock troops working. Coxbarra. I've been working all day for me, mate, on the side. Running around like a blue ass fly. I've been working. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, 
the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.